It's like he knows we have needs and then he's there. I mean, how do you even culminate a week? You, know, you have to have a great guest when you've had a week like this. We had Brian Hansen and Anita Renfro this week and, you know, Julie Thomas from Women Who Believe. I mean, how do you even wrap up a week like that? Oh, yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say like Billy Graham or Louis Giglio. I tried. And then it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I tried for anything else I could possibly do. But Eric, thank God you have the number. Yeah, I don't play. <laughs> and I, I have a lot of free time on my hands these days. So my pain is your game. But we'll see. No, it's great. It's great. Now, really, I'm kind of surprised mm. that Eric is talking to us today because I read that he doesn't really like to talk to anybody. <laughs> well, that's, I don't know about, I don't like to talk to anybody about it. Don't you ever, maybe it's me. I mean, don't you ever get to the point where it's just like, I, I get very self-conscious actually about talking too much. Cause I, I feel like, oh, maybe I said something stupid or maybe I said something offensive or who am I uh, to say something? Or I'm worried that I'm going to say something and I'm going to try to be really profound. And then someone's going to come back later and say, Hey, Hey, you idiot. You know, remember that time you said that thing so profound? Well, now look at you. Wow. These are the things that go through my wow. head. That's, what, that's why I quiet know. people are so quiet. They're thinking all those things. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I could blog all the time, but then I'm like, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to post that on Facebook because – I don't know. Who really cares that I ate a burrito for lunch? Um, which I didn't, by the way. I don't want to start off just by lying. I did not eat a burrito we for really lunch. Care. We care about what you're thinking. And, and, you know, I don't want you to be insecure. And I don't want you to care about what people think. I don't want that to be what impedes you from dropping the gold. No, I know. But then the other part, it's funny because uh, so I wrestle with that. But the one of the neat things that's been happening in my life is I've been I've been doing some more extensive stuff for my church uh, during this season in my life, and it's been part of like a care ministry, and and so I've had opportunities to really be stretched in big time ways that I never anticipated being stretched. Um, I mean, talking with people who you know have who have children who have cancer. Yeah. Um, uh, meeting with people in the yeah. hospital that, you know, just had a baby and, you know, the diagnosis wasn't great or talking to a husband whose wife has cancer, all this, like within the first couple of weeks of me yeah. doing this. And uh, there's times where you feel so ill-equipped because you're like, what do I say to this person, mm -hmm. you know? Um, because I think we've all been there. Like you have somebody who comes to you and they have some sort of problem. What do you... You're like, okay, I got to say something to them. And then it better be really good or it better be really profound. Um, and then you're like, well, I don't know if I've got that. And then the other side of that coin is, is that, and maybe this is more of a guy thing too, of, well, I got to fix this. Mm -hmm. I have to be the one that tells mm -hmm. them this. And whether that's somebody who's, who's suffering and pain or, or maybe they're suffering in another way, but you just disagree with them. Well, I got to be the one that tells them the truth. I really feel and, you on uh, that. I feel that way so often. I've, I think it's a fault of mine where I, I always want to fix mm -hmm. things. Like I want to help you. I want to mm -hmm. have an answer. I want to give you a blog. I want to, oh, I can, I can connect you with this person. It's this need to help. And I'm kind of hoping that you're going to let me know that that's not always the best thing because I'm working on it actually to just not do that all the time. I know. Well, I was, I was talking with our, our worship pastor um, the other day just about like, wow, I mean, I've got all these things, situations and talking with people 
in situations that I don't know anything about. Like I was talking to somebody the other day and their son, a teenager, has cancer. And it started to come out of my mouth. Well, I, I, you know, I, I know what you're saying, or I, I know how you feel. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I don't. I, in fact, I even said to them, I said, I have no idea how you feel. I have no idea what you're saying. And he had said something that kind of reaffirmed something I just read the day before. And that was this idea of silence is okay sometimes. You know, you don't always have to have the right things to say, which may seem counterintuitive because you go to visit somebody or you know somebody who's hurting and you feel like, well, I got to say something to them, right? But I don't always know what to say. And and so I, I read something the other day about in the book of Job. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a story that... It's horrible. It's, a, know, it's so difficult I've, to read. Exactly. It is yeah. difficult to read. It, it is kind of like one of those bummers. I mean, I mean, the the short you know, story of, of Job is that basically anything bad that could ever happen to, to a human being happens to him within a short period mm-hmm. of time. And it's not like one of those things where you could sit there and say, well, you know, he did this and he did that. You know, it was all the stuff that for many of us can relate to of like, what did I do to deserve this? And that's a whole other topic of getting into whether or not – I don't, I don't think God just works life. that way either. It's like, just this. It's, it's just, just life. Over and over and over again, people in the Bible are in pits. They are you know, mm-hmm. sold. They are murdered. And, and like in Job's mm-hmm. case, you know, like everything bad you can imagine. It's just hard to read. Right. It's like – you know, walking down the street and getting hit by a truck, and then it was a manure truck, so that that dumps on you, and then you know you take right. it from there. It just gets worse from there. Exactly. <laughs> but one, and so you know he's dealing with all this stuff, and you, so you you have to imagine that people around him probably had things to say, right? Because we see this and we're like, okay, I've got I got an opinion, I got something to say on this, or. You need me to drop some gold on you, right? I got to tell you some words of wisdom. And uh, now his wife said to him, why don't you curse God and die? Which, by the way, is not the right thing to say. I don't think so. Am I, am I off on that? I'm not a theologian. So I don't think that's the okay, right thing Okay, I read the blog that you wrote, and I think you said that's not something you want to put on a, pl- a Christian plaque <laughs> or something like that. I didn't know what you said. Our motivation poster, you know those motivation posters like you walk into offices and it says like inspiration or teamwork. You don't see one like, you know, like with kitty cats and then it just says like curse God and die. I visualized that poster on the wall and laughed really hard. You know, I mean like his wife said curse God and die. What? Right. But he, he did have some friends come over. And what it says in the Bible is as his friends sat with him for seven days and seven nights and never said a word because they knew he was in pain. They they knew he was in pain. And they knew he was in pain, and yet there was not one of them at any given point for seven days that's you know got up and said, Well, this is what I would do, or everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes we say that and we're like I don't know if everything's going to be okay or, you know, that just seems so trite to me. And whether that's the case or not, we get there. And to me, it was this beautiful picture of like solidarity, of friends just sitting there and being there with him, of just saying, I'm here. It was like this, this 
like I'm going to bless you with my presence. I am just going to love you with my presence. You know, I say I'm going to be there for you. I'm here for you. And I don't have to say anything. And I just thought it was like this wonderful thing where sometimes we feel like, man, we, we need to mm -hmm, say something. Mm -hmm. And it's not always mm -hmm. the case. We don't always have to mm -hmm. say something. I mean, you know, there's there's probably times and places where it's it's helpful for you because of your life experience to give somebody mm -hmm. advice. But these guys, you know, without saying one word, <laughs> they said volumes to Joe in mm -hmm. his it's time really, of need. This is, this is a very good word because what I'm learning about myself at this season of my life is that I love to fix things and I love to spin things and I love to encourage people. And I've always seen mm -hmm. it as a, um, an attribute and a gift. And just lately, mm -hmm. God's been opening my eyes to what Eric is saying, that it's like I step in the role of the Savior. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to say the right thing. I'm going to be there for you. And I'm going to be all the things that you need instead of just quietly letting Jesus be there for them and praying for them and being right. beside them. I mean, there's a balance, you know, but I, I'm just oh, learning of course. what you're, what you're talking about right now is pretty fascinating just to listen. I immediately feel self-conscious that I did way too much talking. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were more like, let me sit here and breathe. Friends. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. Well, they weren't available. That was obviously. a lot of things that Eric just said. Just let me sit here and breathe heavily for the next minute. No, okay. Here's a scripture that just today I saw, and let's see if this is if this doesn't relate at all. Then you could you can say I wish you'd have been quieter. Mm. But <laughs> okay. I can't exactly say what it says. But if you're a Christian and you've been reading the Bible for a long time, you'll probably know this scripture. But Jesus tells his disciples, "I'm going to die. I'm going to die." And Peter jumps up and says, "Oh no, you're not." Oh, no, no way. No way. Absolutely not. Not going to let that happen. That will not happen. And he looks at him and says, you are, you are against the plans of God. Something like mm -hmm. that. That was so paraphrased. But today I was looking mm -hmm. at that or, or, you know, listening to somebody talk about that. And I thought, oh, my word, that's what I do. I mean, if somebody told me they were going to do something really difficult or something bad was happening, I'd be like, no, 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 we're going to fix that. No, I, I, mm -hmm. let's come up with a plan. I know somebody. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do the other. Instead of maybe just being quiet and saying, is this God's plan? Is God doing a deeper work here than I can understand? When there's time for you to almost breathe, <laughs> for you to not necessarily fill in the empty space with words, maybe then you're able to hear from God. I mean, think about that. That, you know, sometimes maybe we're so busy talking or we're so busy planning or telling somebody something that maybe we're, we're missing on a potential opportunity to hear something from him because we're not listening to him either. So I, I, had, I had coffee with a friend recently, and she is unemployed. She's a single mom, and she's unemployed, and she really doesn't know what's going to happen. And in some ways, I know Eric relates to that part, not the single mom part, mm -hmm. but just the, no. I don't know, right? Well, just the idea, yes, the idea of, okay, God, what's going to happen? And I had to stop myself over and over and over again with wanting to pull out a pad and paper and go, okay, here's a plan. Here's what you could do. Here's someone you could call. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about this? Well, you could do this. Well, what about this? Well, let me let me do this. And I, I kept realizing, I want to save her. But maybe like Eric, you know how you were talking about you know a few weeks ago? Oh, she even heard that show and mm -hmm. told me that's what she's doing right now. She's trying to wait. And just embrace the mm. quiet. Uh, but when people are doing that, 
sometimes you want to fix it for them and to just sit beside them like Job's friends and just say, hey, I'm here. Yeah, because it was funny because I was just thinking about that this this morning and and this could probably be a whole other conversation, but just this idea that really moving into this month, this month of my life of the now four plus months that I have not been <laughs> regularly employed, mm-hmm. we'll say, is that this is the first month where I can't look at it and go, well, I've got this job lined up, or I've got this gig lined up, or I can depend on this money coming in for this, or this money coming in for this. And uh, my wife said to me the other day, because I was starting to stress, and she says, this is the first time that I've seen you show any kind of like, not lack of faith, but this is the first time you've expressed any kind of doubt. And I said, well, it was just easier when I saw those other things lined up. Um, but just this whole idea of uh, this is like the first time where I, it, there, there's really a, a huge patience thing you know, coming into play right now, because it was like, God said to me, like, I've taken care of you all these years. But even during this season of my life, God's completely taken care of me and my family in extraordinary, miraculous ways. And so for me, I'll get into the point of like, going like, okay, I'm not sure this is how this is going to work. It's like, who am I to also now start doubting mm-hmm. God? Of going, mm-hmm. okay, you know, like I'm seeing the bank account dwindle each and every day. And it's like, okay, uh, I got to fix this. I got to figure this out. And um, it doesn't mean I'm sitting on my, you know, my thumbs or my hands. Um, but yeah, this is like the first time where I'm going, okay, God, you have taken care of us to up to this point. Um, I know you're going to continue to do that. And so even though I can't see it or I can't figure it out, I'm just going to trust you that it's going to happen. Amen. I have absolutely nothing to say in response to that. Absolutely nothing. Okay. I'm just... You were just going to be here for you. (laughs) Sometimes, like doing that with the sarcasm (laughs) tinged, it's the modern day equivalent of "Why don't you curse God and die?" (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. No, it's funny because here I was dealing with all these things uh, a week or so in the last week and a half through my church, just talking with different people and circumstances, just heartbreaking stuff. And then, so the week, uh, the, the, the topic that I was focusing on in my counseling, um, my master's work in counseling happened to be, you know, what do you say to somebody who's suffering? I thought, wow, this is crazy. And actually, that's that's where I, I read the the, the part that jumped out at me about about Job's, about Job's friends was in there. So um, this whole idea of suffering <laughs> has been this like reoccurring thing both in school and in life. Not necessarily me personally, but close to you. you. Know, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. close to me. And just even um, it's, it yes. grows you because it, it, um, it, it makes you, I think, that much more sensitive to what people are dealing with around you um hopefully it makes you that much more tender-hearted uh to what other people are 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 dealing with around you and not like in a guilty way not like well i should just count my blessings i mean that's an element to it but just uh like people are hurting and the best thing that we can do for people is care for them yeah well there's always a lot of great things to think about when the eric allen gold dropping hotline rings so thank you so much eric for sharing what's going on inside of you and helping us think. And Eric actually wrote about this this week 
in a blog called Don't Say a Word. And if you'd like to read that and respond to Eric, he can read what you write. You know, maybe you could just leave a comment blank, you know, just to say, I'm not saying a word. I'm just here with you, Eric. (laughs) LifeWithLisaWilliams.com is where you can find this show, Eric's blog, and then all the shows from the past week. Thank you to Brant Hansen, Julie Thomas, and Anita Renfro for being on Life with Lisa Williams this week. Our executive producer is Paul Goldsmith. Hashtag thanks for listening.